No mistake from the Frenchman. Is yet for the side. There may be something for Ozil here. It was guys and welcome back to another episode of the corner flag talk podcast we are here today to do a player spotlight episode and keeping in the theme of this week of fc barcelona we've got with none other than the goat Lionel messi to do this i brought on a barca fan here daniel patek daniel how are you going normal Good. Uh, to bring a contrasting view a comparing view i have chad philip here chad was he good boy i cool you know all the way I good though, I good. So, like I said, the player in question is Lionel Messi. If you guys have not done it yet, we have a ton of content on our social media pages at Corner Flower Talk on all platforms. Make sure to get at it and to get involved on it. It's really fun. It's been really fantastic working with you guys so far. And I hope you guys can continue to be involved. So, to kick us off, I want to get into Lionel Messi and, you know, the small things he's accomplished so far in his career. So, across 474 games for Barcelona in La Liga, he has scored 438 goals and 181 assists. Across the domestic cups, he has played 94 games, has 67 goals and 40 assists. Across the international competitions, he has 150 appearances, with 122 goals and 40 assists. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. And to look at his titles and achievements thus far in Lionel Messi's career, he has managed to attain six FIFA Best, Men, uh, Best FIFA Men's Awards, um, six Ballon d'Ors, two UEFA Best Player Trophies. He has been 17 times the top scorer of various competitions. He's been 10 times the player of the year for Barcelona, four times Champions League winner, 10 times um, La Liga winner, six times Copa del Rey winner, eight times Spanish Super Cup winner, three times FIFA Club World Cup winner. He's won the under 20 World Cup with Argentina, three times UEFA Super Cup winner, one time Olympic gold medalist, and 10 times player of the year in Spain. That is a mouthful. That's a lot, guys. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, real quickly, Patrick, because you know you're the Barca fan on the show, why don't you just tell us in as brief as possible what you take Lionel Messi has meant to you as a fan? Though? Well, I want to say that it's been amazing watching him on weekend, every weekend, um, for the last how much of a year that I've been watching his team play. Um, a couple of things I noticed is no matter how much the team has changed, he has always remained the focal point of the team. He has always been the best player in the team. Um, the team has always surrounded him. Whether that is good or bad, I think is up for debate. I definitely have my opinion on it. But it's just been amazing watching man every weekend perform at such a high level. Um, without a doubt, never disappointing me at least. Can I, I can't really look back and say that I ever watched a game where I could say, wow, okay, Messi really... Um, Really dog the game today, you know. So it's just been amazing watching a, a proper getting a proper performance every weekend. Not many people could say that they get to see that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I like that a lot actually. Um, Chad, so I'm gonna ask you to start off this section. Um, 
we're gonna go with what do you think is your favorite Lionel Messi moment? It could be a goal, it could be a assist, could be a celebration. What is your favorite one? Off the top of your head. All right. Um, I thought about this. I do. I do use the Arsenal fan John, but oh. I have to go back to when um he scored four. No, not even that one. Um, because I mean that itself was really good, but the year after. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in the camp now, the, the goal he scored, the first, it was the first goal Barca scored that night. Right. Um, probably guys gave it away on the top of the box, and oh. Iniesta took it and played it through. And um, Amunia came out and you know he just hit it over his head, collect it, and and then put it in the goal. That was the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like honestly, normally people hit it one time, homie, see keep a rush or just you know. Head over his head, collect it, and pass it to the goal. On a side note, guys, that goal is in the video we put out, so you can look out for it. Um, before Daniel take my goal, I got to say it there. Um, I would say it was the chip. I don't think it's this goal for you, Daniel, but I think we dog, I'm probably going on a little recency bias here. But it's that when he did it, and I remember everybody saying, Yo, or let's see that goal he scored against severe, or let's see the goal he scored. And I was like, dog, how good can it be? I mean, I know everything he does is good. Mm-hmm. But it's when he did the chip. Yeah. The double Yeah, dog. And it was like, out of this world, like, it was so effortless the way he did it. And so, like, casual. And I mean, we joke about the things Messi does. And, you know, he did it. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. Just another one for him. And yet the entire world stood up for that week. And had to watch a Barca win. You're custom Barca winning, but you had to stood up and watch this goal from Lionel Messi. So yeah, Patrick, what's your moment, buddy? Nah, mine had to be the game winner against um Madrid in the twenty seventeen Classico. I believe that was um a title that we lost. We did not win the league yeah. that season, but we mm-hmm. did beat them in Madrid, which was a big deal for us. Um, right. Barca was having a testing season, you know. Um, yeah. It's not yeah. custom being second place in that league, uh, a league that Barca usually dominates. Right. Um, that season, we were second. We were going into Madrid off some shaky form, and the score was 2 all. Mm-hmm. And then, well, yeah, Alba back into Messi, top of the box, finished. But it's the whole arrogance of the goal, too, the arrogance of the celebration. The audacity to to win the game in what the 89th minute, um, and then celebrate with his name facing the away fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a special moment. Um, it's not disrespectful. It's a goal that I will always remember. Definitely. And that, that's, that's my favorite. Goal. He has an arrogance about his game that we don't acknowledge. And like when we associate arrogance, we talk about you know how Ronaldo acts and celebrates and whatnot. You know, not just Ronaldo, but other players too. But Messi arrogance is well, what he does with the ball, mm-hmm. what he does on the pitch. And I think that's, you know, that in itself is remarkable, you know. And um, I think one that I wouldn't say, okay, I wouldn't say it stood out in my mind was the Champions League finals against Manu. And it was like, you know, Fergie famously known for tinkering and uh, being able to get gas his players up for big games. And you know, they real tried to hold back Messi. I remember he had Valencia man-marking Messi for that game, dog. And no matter what they do, you know, he's still getting the ball, still getting chances. He's just getting closer and closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. 
Davin Villa score, it come back to, oh sorry, Pedro scored first and he came back to 1-1 one, one, and he just going again, going again and then Messi scores and make it 2-1 and then after yeah. that it's just all Barcelona, you know. And, you know, again, and I'm gonna, I guess we will end up referencing Ronaldo a lot in this video because they are the two of this generation, they are the two of this time, but we always associate Ronaldo with big games and rightfully so. But, when we talk about big game performances, not just big game goals, but big game performances, I think we don't talk about how impactful Messi can be on a big game stage, you know? I think his, his record in Classicos is ridiculous. His record in, um, in big ties between him and Ronaldo itself is ridiculous. Um, I think during Barcelona's peak years, you saw everything running through him. Even in games where he didn't get goals and assists, for example... Um, the Champions League finals between Juventus and Barcelona. He didn't get a goal, he didn't get a assist, right. but he definitely ran the show, you know? Yeah. A rambling again. Second question. Out of all of his achievements so far, which do you think is the biggest to him? Uh, well, Patrick, you went last just now, so you go first this time. I don't know if this will be the biggest to him, but the biggest in my opinion at least, because I can't say it was the biggest for him. I, I do think it was reaching the finals of the World Cup. Right. Um, again, because when you're on your sixth ballon though, do you really care that much again? Or when you could top score and have the most assists in the league, I can't say how much you would care about that either. I mean, these things just come, right? Yeah. Champions League to an extent come too, but that World Cup Finals was a, a one-time thing, right? Yeah. And I would argue that he was solely responsible for taking them there. Okay, I remember him scoring free kicks against Nigeria to win the game. Um, I think he scored two free kicks in that World Cup. Yeah, I think. One of them was a game winner. I can't remember if the other one was. But, okay, my point is he dragged them to the finals. Okay, they did not win, but in terms of his most difficult achievement, I believe that was his most difficult achievement to get. And why won't the most difficult one mean the most to you? Even though they did not win it. And even though some would say that he did not turn up in the finals, which I have my own opinion on that. Um, I mean, Higuain dog is firm. But anyway, right? Anyway, I, th I think that was his hardest achievement. And I think that was maybe the one that might mean the most to him. Maybe not, but definitely his hardest achievement. Charles, let me hear you, Um, Well, to me, I think the most um, impressive thing he has is the 93 goals in the calendar, yeah? Is it 93? I think it's 91. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I got Google this. I'll check. Oh, wait, will you check it? Yeah, but go ahead, Charles. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, like, that has to be the most impressive thing. Like in football, in the history of football, yeah. um, you know, the closest someone has ever come to that is Ronaldo with 60 something. I, I actually can't remember the number, but it's 60 something, you know. It's nowhere close to, yeah, it's nowhere close to 91, you know, and that shows, you know, the consistency for every game he played, every competition he played, you know, it, it shows that the remember, consistency is a very big part of it, and that's where, you know, being great is determined in your consistency. Oh, I like those words, Shadow. That, that was powerful words, man. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and you take a shot, I totally agree with that. I think, too, that is when, obviously, he already won uh, three Champions League at that point. But 
and while all of those obviously are great accomplishments, but I think the the level that he set, that he he shattered the record. I think the record was something like eighty four with Good Muller um, before him. Uh, you know, he shattered it. Don't go it's seven. Um, yeah, seven goals better. Uh, you know, we saw some really iconic performances in that time. You know, five goals against Leverkusen, um, four goals against against <laughs> my side. Um, uh, I think it was a hat trick against Madrid. Um, it was unplayable. Like, and yes, there is some of the whole aspect of you know the team was willing him to give him the ball or whatever, but. You know, it just didn't matter where you handed him the ball. It didn't matter where he got the ball. You know, he was just, he was just about to score. And it's really ridiculous, you know, like, in making the video, um, as I was telling these guys before we started to record and making the video that is out there now, I am just choosing which clips are going there. And I'm like, dog, which wants to go, though? Because I sure saw Barca fan go and see this. I'll be like, dog, how you can leave out X, Y, and Z goal from when he scored this versus so on, so on, so And I'm just trying to choose which ones. And each one I'm watching, I'm just there in amazement. Like, dog, how do you stop him, though? How do you stop him, though? Like, I am so upset, though, with Barcelona for wasting Messi's peak years in it. Like, that is so frustrating, though, that mm-hmm. Messi has not even won more, though. Like, with all due respect to the Real Madrid team that won the three back-to-back-to-back, I don't think that that team won it based on them being the best team in that time, but rather had the biggest personalities in that time. You know, they had Ronaldo who showed up in that time. They had Ramos. They had Bale. Bale was so key in that, you know, and Marcelo and these men. But as a unit, they wasn't necessarily the best team. But yet, when Barca had the best team, they still didn't achieve as much as they should have. And, you know, that to me, when you look at how much Messi achieved I had the idea that he could have achieved more is saying something about the ability that not just he had, but the potential that there was in certain Barcelona teams that they did not achieve. And I mean, most notably would have been the fact that after they won the first, well, they won in the first year that name, no, not name, but that Suarez was there, they didn't go on to win the Champions League since. And when you think about the caliber of players that has gone through Barca and the, the, the money they have spent, you know, through poor recruitment, through poor, you know, replacing of players. Because, you know, Daniel, I think you can answer to this. There's a lot of people who don't think that up to now, Xavi has been replaced. Up to now, for sure, Iniesta hasn't been replaced, no, you know? No. And no. team... And look at the money they spent since then. 110 million behind Dembele. 140 million behind Coutinho. 120 million behind Griezmann. Are you telling me 300 and something million later and you don't have, you don't have a, a solution, you know? So, again, I'm going back into rambling. Are we going into the main point of this conversation, which should be, where does Messi lie in the good conversation? So... I know, Daniel, I know you already there for sure. And the truth is, is that I am there as well. However, I would like, if you could, you go ahead and say why you take easy good. And then we can let Chad jump in and we'll discuss from there. But, okay, but well, I mean, to be concise, because we don't really have three hours to, <laughs> to um, I think his, his personal achievements you listed them in the beginning of the episode. I think that could um 
could be one, one of the main points for him being the, the greatest of all time. I think his consistency is, is for me, what, what seals the deal. Um, I can't really say that there's been a year when he's been bad or even average. I can't say he's had an average year. Then even his first year was, you know, fantastic. His first year, he, he scored two goals against Madrid in the, in the Classico run. His consistency for me, his consistency for me, has sealed the deal. I think that's the best way to um, to summarize. And Chad, let's say, let's say. I mean, I know you told us before that, you know, that now you do think that he has serious possibly the best player of all time, but you didn't always think that, right? You know. So I want you to tell us, like, okay, if you had to provide points to go against similarly go to arguments, what would those be, Chad? Um, well, before it was really just a bias, you know, um, it was just to go against, you know, the, the majority, but, um, recently, you could say this is up to his age, you know, due to his age, but like recently when, um, Barcelona needed him to, you know, to pull through, um, and then, I mean, that's a lot of pressure, you know, but he, he didn't deliver, um, in the instance when they played Liverpool away, you know, in Champions League semi-final, you know, they were up 3-0. And you know, all he needed was at least one one goal away, you know. And um, I mean, the defensive errors is not really his fault, but um, you know, it, the team will feel demoralized if the best player isn't, you know, up to up to that standard. Meanwhile, where you see, even when Ronaldo went to Juventus, um, mm-hmm. they lost the um, first leg of the tie with uh, Atletico Madrid two 0 and Ronaldo stepped up a hat trick in return leg, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you could say it up to age. But it's certain things like that as well. Even when they played um, Roma in the, in the quarterfinals the year before, you know, yeah. they were up 4 1. And then they, they threw away that as well, you know. And yeah. it's not, I'm not saying it's entirely up to him. Yeah. But like I said before, the, uh, when the best player isn't playing at his best, you know, the team feels demoralized. Yeah. Well, um, to continue to, on the whole devil's advocate note, I would also say that. I don't think this, but there are people I would say, you know, international pedigree, you know, that he hasn't won a trophy internationally. Whereas the other people within this argument, you know, Pele, Maradona, um, Ronaldo himself, um, they've all won at that level. Um, and before you jump in, Daniel, because I know you'll be itching at the bit to defend your boy. Um, I would also say that I don't think it's fair to judge a player based on six, seven games. Um in terms of you compare the whole career to six, seven games in a squad where you don't get to choose who you play with, you know? And while you must say that, well, dog, you had to be the best out of everybody, that's why everybody do it. At the end of the day, some people are more fortunate than others. And the best Argentina squad that he's had in recent years actually did reach a World Cup final. When they actually had a decent defense, when Zabaleta still had legs in him, when Mascherano still could have played midfield, you know, when it actually had something recognizable to that team. Something that people don't recognize enough is that, you know, when Ronaldo won the Euros, you know, they did it on the back of a really good defense. You know, Champions League winning, Pepe, um, Jose Ford, it was a recognized Premier League center. Um, right back was Cedric, another recognized Premier League player. Left back was Fabio Coyachau, Champions League winning left back. Rui Patricio, well, now we know how good he is. But even then, he was winning leagues constantly. Well, he was fighting for leagues, rather, um, in Portugal with Sporting. 
And going higher up the pitch is more recognized names. Luis Nani on one wing, Ricardo Carrasma, Joe Moutinho, all of these players, all of them are winners, winning several titles with different teams, you know? And I'm not saying that to say that Ronaldo didn't deserve what he did, because for sure he did. Ronaldo turned up for Portugal in their Euros on different occasions. And while Messi has as well, I would say that a lot of times we look at the failures of Messi in his career, and it's so easy for those who are against this argument to say, yo, you're just throwing the blame on others. But there is not a single player anybody could point to me that literally has turned up every single wrong, every single occasion, didn't need any help, didn't need no assistant, didn't need no creative, pick up the ball by the goal line, run up and score. You know? When we look at, and I know we're going to refer to Ronaldo a lot in this, but we look at the Real Madrid um, champions, he triumphs over the last few years. You know? Ronaldo's record in, in quarterfinals and round of 16 is phenomenal. I think it's some ridiculous number, like 25 or something like that. Goals, right? But when it comes down to the semis, I'll tell you, when you look back at those, while he has some semis that he did really good in, if I remember right, the um, Bayern Munich one, but then it had ones where other players had to pick up for him. When they beat Man City in the semifinals, it was Bale who forced the own goal for them to go through 1-0 on aggregate. Um, it had a year, the most recent one they won, when it relied on Benzema scoring for them to go through. The one before that was against Atletico, when Benzema had to dribble through the defense and set up a score. If only can remember that one. Mm-hmm. And when we look at these Barca teams in the last couple of years, you know, Chad reference the Liverpool game. And it's true, Messi didn't score, but Messi did set up other players to score. Suarez has not scored an away goal in five years in the Champions League. Coutinho, real true way in until that night. And it has been happening that the team just has not been there for Messi when he couldn't have been there. You know? Um, Patrick, getting on the conversation now. Just to pay you back off of that Liverpool, um, Liverpool and the Roma game that Chad had mentioned a little bit earlier. I think it's a fair argument to say that he didn't show up in either of those games, right? But I think also that um, it was clear that we went in for the Liverpool game. We went in 3 0, right? Um, if I remember the lineup correctly, I believe we played three defensive midfielders in, in, in the midfield. Um, Valverde at the time definitely set out to, to defend that lead, right? Like, I don't think he put forward an attacking enough team in Anfield, right? So, I believe he went there to just get a 1-0 or a 0-0 result and just just cool enough, right? Um, and the thing is, it's, it's like often almost impossible for a player to change a tempo of a game mid-game now, right? Because, okay, so Messi's on the field, right? And they go 1-0 down, and then 2-0 down. And then all of a sudden, he has to try and, like, change the whole tempo of the game from what was supposed to be a defensive game to now, in maybe, like, half an hour left, try to attack and scrape some goals, and then, bang, you go 3-0 down. And then you're 4-0 down, and you're saying, shucks, we actually losing. And then Messi has, like, what, 20 minutes now or 15 to try and pull a goal versus... um. I remember you mentioned uh, Ronaldo, who brings things back in the um, in the second leg. But there's a whole different mindset in that too, because you went down in the first leg. I know you starting over an entire game at home, okay, where you get to prepare to go in attacking, and you understand your job. I think there's a big difference between going into a game, understand what you have to do, versus having things change on you 
within the game and now having 15 minutes to change the entire game plan by yourself without any instruction from the manager, without any help from the manager. Let's please remember that Valverde was very incompetent in the Champions League. Please. So, yeah, I think that that's the only thing that I could really say about that. Um, without coming across too defensive, because okay. at the end of the day, he did not score in those games, and and ultimately, if he scored, we would have go through. But he didn't. I understand what you mean because I understand what you mean regarding the mindset, because you know you had to set your mind. Remember, when you're down the first leg, you have well, two weeks to prepare. Mm. For the next leg now, so like I understand what you mean. Would give on two weeks to prepare rather than in the middle of the game. Yeah, that's okay. You know, set up because again, it's not only up to him because the manager have to say, okay, all right, yeah, we need to change how um, how we play now, and you know, he had to get messages out into the field or whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, he Messi was given a captain banner. You know, we talking about greats here now. So like, yeah, as a great, you know, your your mental ability, you know, to be able to switch, you know, when to switch. Your mindset during the middle of the game when your team need you, you know, you had to rally, get your team to rally around you. So, you know, you yes. have to be able to carry the team with you too now. Just like you said, how you carry the team to the World Cup final in 2014, you know. So, like, it had, I was listening to a bitter report and they said, it was talking about, there was doing the debate between Ronaldo and Messi. And um, they Char, said, Char, 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 don't plug nobody else's podcast here, please. What oh. are you can continue, well, just don't mention the name next time. Alright, sorry. Yeah. Um yeah, and they, they said um like Messi has a thing about him where you know he when he moves off the ball, it looks like he doesn't care. It is there there's that look now. Like, you know, he, he wouldn't run back to do help out defensively or I mean that's not his job, right? But like, you know, little things off the ball is make it seem yeah. like he doesn't care now. Yeah. You know, so it's little things like that as well. Yeah, I think there's actually a statistic that um, Messi does the most walking during a game, though. Yeah, like, it's only when you get the ball, is you can't stop him then. But, like, you know, these little um, off the ball, you know, things like that, you know? Yeah. And I still think, and I agree with everything all I said that I do. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if he did show up in those things, you know, there's a different conversation we have it here, though, know, because it's not because I'm an Arsenal fan. But I'm 100% sure if they had beat Liverpool, they would have red Spurs in the final. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me know. Yeah, they beat them in the group stage. Exactly. And they get licks. They get whooped. But, anyways, guys, I was going to say um, I still think that Messi does have a right to be aggravated at the way Barca has recruited. Because I think that, that aids in the failure of the team. Because, again, one man doesn't make a team sport. And this is not a team of five-a-side, guys. Where, dog, if we go and play a five-a-side now, and we go and bring Messi, dog, you can put me and three other real shitty men, dog, and Messi on the side, and we're going to win, guys. Because the truth is, Messi just going to receive the ball and beat through four men like he's do every day and score. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. an a 11-a-man side, dog. This is a big game. And... Not just the failures in recruiting, but the profiles of recruitment. And then even the ones that that seem like they match the profile, the failure of them to live up to their billing, dog. You know, and the names, though, the names just go on and on, dog. I mean, to take... And I mean, Patrick, you would be disappointed by this because you grew up watching Barca play beautiful football. And they resorted to players... No, the truth is they have worked better than others. But they resorted to have players like Vidal and Paulinho in your team. 
when the truth is, you don't want them, man, because them men are technical enough to play the brand that Messi wants to play too. Yeah. And then Messi had a right, in my opinion, to go to the board last year, being the best player in the world, being the best of all time argument at the very minimum, depending on where you sit on this stuff. I asked them, yo, who are we getting, though? And I want Neymar, because Neymar has been the only one since David Villa who has managed to actually step up with Messi in a big game, dog. He's been the only one. He, well, I don't want, I'm not saying that against Suarez, dog. Oh, no, what the hell? Suarez has scored in a way goal in, in five years in the Champions League, dog. I was saying Neymar has stepped up to a level past, past Suarez. Really the PSG game when they won 6 1. Yeah. But I think Neymar steps up a little more than Suarez, though. although it's not to say that Suarez doesn't need carrying. If I get what I'm saying. I do. Right. Good. Right. So, yeah, I think he had a right to do that now, because at the end of the day, it's his legacy at stake. I don't, I, I don't buy into the whole thing that Messi doesn't care, because when Messi scores and when Messi's winning, like, I watch them celebrations in the Champions League finals, though. he know what is at stake, though. And he loves to win, though. You could see it in his eyes when he scores, though. He has that same glow that Ronaldo does have when he scores, though. Because he, I think they like to know that they are the best in the world, though. And Barca's squad has not been good. No, it's a testament to Messi and his ability that no matter how shitty these Barca teams are, it don't matter, you know. Because you know Messi on the field, you know that man can turn around the game in an instant. Because a very good example, Patrick, was this year, not this year, sorry, this season, Champions League, opening the group stage, Dortmund versus Barca. Messi uh, sat on the bench. If I remember right, he started yeah. on the bench, right? Yeah, he did. At Dortmund's dominated the opening proceedings because they knew he not on the pitch. And as soon as he come on the pitch, nothing. Because they freed him. And that's the thing. He has the ability to turn the game on his head just by being there. And just by him having those little moments. An example again, dog. 1-0 win against Atletico in the 81st minute, dog. He literally just take out the ball, drive one, two off as far as and score, dog. And... We talk about Argentina syndrome with Messi, that they're so reliant on him, they so just want to give him the ball because of the lack of quality and whatever. There is a truth that Barca has become that a little bit. And they lack the big enough personality to win. Like, me and you, Patrick, we always joke about Messi versus... Not Messi, Salah versus Mane, right? But the truth is that both, both of them is big enough personalities to show up for Liverpool when they need it. Yeah. Now, the irony is, is that <laughs> they get knocked out the other day. But I small thing. In the grander scheme of things, both of them have been big enough personalities to stand up. You know, look at Real Madrid over those last couple of years. When Ronaldo didn't stand up, you had Bale, Ramos, and Benzema that standing up for them. When we look at... Oh, what's our next team? Look at Bayern Munich this year, dog. If it's not Lewa, it's Gnabry. If it's not Gnabry, it's no. Muller. Yeah, it's somebody... Dog, when you watch this Barca team, and I, I don't yeah. I really love Suarez, though, and I don't mean to fight the man, though. But nobody... Yeah. And that's just not good enough, you know? And then people just watch the fact that Barca hasn't won the Champions League in five years and whatever and whatever. And they, the first thing they'll do, they'll watch Messi. But I think that's unfair to him because how could you expect him to win if he don't have the tools to win it, you know? Fair enough. Okay, but... Um, you're talking about like replacing, you know, the players they had before. But yeah, remember it's very difficult to replace the likes of Xavi and Iniesta. It's and true. That's, that, that that's what 
That is when Messi had. That is when you know Barcelona was more successful. Two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. I can see no one, but it did replace Xavi. Decent for a while, in a yeah. With Rakitic, because Rakitic was very good in the first three years he was at Barca. Don't get mixed with him. Man was world class for sure. But I talk about replacing Neymar. Get a backup for Suarez early because Suarez's legs go in. Get a backup for Pique because his legs go in. The only one who really? legs that they get a backup for was Busquets. And because they really? made so poorly because Busquets had a play with Frankie. Yeah. So it is I don't comment like if the two of them have no purpose on the field because both of them want to play the same thing. Like they don't have an attack in midfield at the club right now, you know. At all. And in and in Easter leave how much years now, Patrick? Three years now, I think, or, or four, yeah, four. 2018 or, or 2017. Something like that, though, right? Let's but if you leave so it was long. Liverpool in Champions League. That was his last year. Because that's when Liverpool and Barca lose to Roma. That was the year before then. That went real with the last one. So 2018, right? Two years now. You're telling me two years now, you couldn't have find a solution? One attack in midfield, let's buy dog. Well, when they tried to, they try to replace. I think you know. No, but they tried to replace Neymar with Dembele. Coutinho didn't get to play midfield. Look, Coutinho playing away. No, and that's all I'm saying away. I think that was the closest we came. But it's just right. poor, poor management again away because Coutinho should have been starting in the Iniesta rules, but instead he wasn't. And okay, half of the reason that he didn't, to be fair, it's because Dembele was never fit. Exactly. Which also, in my opinion, was a poor recruitment because I know Dembele had all the hype that year. But mm. I think I think many to remember, Neymar was at Barca three years before they won the Champions League. And it's because he arrived around the same age that Dembele arrived in. He needed time to mature to become the Neymar who could carry games on his own. When he reached that 24 years old, dog, and he was carrying Barca with him, dog. Dembele was 20, dog. I still don't think that was a good time. To me, the closest player in the world to Neymar at that time was Eden Hazard, dog. And I still, to this day, think they should have gone for Hazard then, dog. And then, now the cycle coming around again where I'm not sh- I don't know if Neymar really is available or not. There's so much conflicting rumors if he will resign, if he'll do what, if he'll do what. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they get a second chance coming here with Jadon Sancho, dog. And to me, they should do Everything in their power to get him, though. Shavi was talking about on yeah. on Barca Instagram Live, I think, about yeah. how the reason Aubameyang and Mane don't suit Barca is because they don't necessarily have good touches in tight spaces. And it's very true, they don't. Jadon is one of the few wingers that have at this level who could create, score, and have the technical level that could probably succeed at Barca with Messi. Yeah, and I do believe that if, if, if we were to get Sancho on the left, right, and with Messi on the right, um, yeah. I think Suarez could last because Suarez yeah. could, still had the ability to finish, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can have to drop us deep again, though. Huh? And that way, Suarez won't have to be dropping us yeah, deep yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> we run this conversation a whole 15 minutes longer than I wanted, but I think it was good. I really think it was good. I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, we will. You'll be here this on Wednesdays, guys, and you'll get another episode on Friday. We are going to be doing this every week until football resumes. A different club every week. More than likely next week could be Real Madrid, but we'll let you guys know. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I really did enjoy the conversation. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later. Girl, should I have been a man? Yes, sir. 
first class flights on the Delta. Check still sitting on the dresser. Yes, sir. Yeah, I settled for the lessons. Said I've been a man. Yes, sir. Head down, but I stay blessed up. God told me that I'm next up. Yes, sir.